Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. This is Jax, and I'm joined today by AJ as we discuss a lost favorite of ours, King Ralph. Say hi. Hi. I don't know if I'd call that a lost favorite. I mean, I, I barely remembered it. Lost memory. How about we go with that? Lost memory works. Okay. So first off, we have to discuss how we became fond of this movie. <laughs> Oddly, we own this movie. We didn't know that. Nope. We were browsing the DVD shelf of Doom, and we came across a 10-piece family favorites disc, probably pulled from the Walmart $5 bin. On this disc was King Ralph, Matinee, Hop and a Half, and The Wizard. There was, there was a couple others I don't remember, but I remember going, okay, I could watch these pieces of crap. They certainly are pieces of crap, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let's go over just what I thought, well, first off, actually, plot of King Ralph. Actually, before we go to the plot of King Ralph, can we bring up the point that our Blu-ray player still does not recognize that what this movie is. Yeah, it thinks it's like some romantic... Com- Notes on a scandal. It's a, it's a Dame Judi Dench movie. Never so, seen it. Probably never going to see it. But what the hell, man? You can't even program your disc to tell us what the title is properly? Did they overwrite Judi Dench for this? Because if so, I have questions. Lots of questions. Uh, you know, I could kind of see John Goodman take overtaking Judy Dench. In a fist fight, maybe. Yeah, uh, you know, get, let him get in the octagon. Maybe. Steel cage match, though, she would win. Definitely. Mm, yeah, give her a good, you know, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ah, Sunday beating stick. There we go. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Anyway, so, plot. Plot of the movie is, you know, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah, that... Just getting right into it. The plot of the movie starts off with the um, all the royal fam- British royal family going, you know, getting together for a family reunion. They go out for their picture, and they all die. Not just die, but stupidly. Like it's raining, and as soon as it stops, they're like, "Oh, goody, jolly good show." Let's go out there while the ground is still soaked. The wires are still sitting in puddles of water to take our picture. Every single member of the British family dies. And they show this, including the children, which normally is funny to me. But in this case, I think it's a little bit of overkill. Well, especially considering this is a movie made in the early 90s. Yeah. It's really freaking dark. I mean, just they're taking the picture and all of a sudden, dead. But then we do have some nice, cute little music and some fun pops. So, you know, they give oh. the George of the Jungle treatment. Oh, yeah, seriously, the sound effects when this happened. You start hearing whiz, bing, fizz, bing. Someone just sat on the soundboard and they're like, yeah, good enough. <laughs> Probably. So uh, now that the whole family's dead, uh, and we mean dead, we must find the new heir. And for some reason, this takes a lot of work. And we wind up with a lounge singer from Vegas named Ralph Jones, who now must become king of England. And we get to see him on his follies as he tries to be something he obviously is not. Truthfully, I'll tell you, 
I completely forgot that his name was Ralph Jones. Could you have a more generic name for a character? Other than the fact that it's Ralph, which is still kind of an uncommon name, but Ralph Jones. Might as well have been called John Smith. Wasn't John Smith British, though? One of the John Smiths was British. There's a shitload of American John Smiths. Well, I think the name Ralph came from the fact that he must be stereotypical Midwestern. So, you know, he is wearing, I, I kid you not, oh, a Green Bay Packers jacket, a Hawaiian shirt, and, and, at the same time, a Chicago Bears hat. And I gotta call bullshit on that. I just call utter bullshit. No Packers fan would also be a Cubs fan. This is during the time when the Milwaukee Brewers are still are a baseball team. And you're telling me that a Packers fan is also a Cubs fan? That's like telling that's like saying that, oh yeah, he likes the Chicago Bears, but you know he's more of a Packers fan, but he loves them both. In other words, he likes the San Francisco 49ers, but he also likes the Raiders. And he'll go to both games and not get his ass kicked. Okay, yeah, true, very true. If you can't tell, we're near the Bay Area, so yeah. you have to. So, oh, pandering to our locals. Yay! All righty. Anyway, um, so yeah, and you know, uh, when he... Oh God, this movie... <laughs> It's hard to get out coherent thoughts. Yeah. So when they go when they go and find Ralph um, in Vegas, by the way, they find him at, like she, you said as a lounge singer, right? Yes, yeah. she's singing Tiny Bubbles by Don Ho and uh, doing a bad job at it, which is odd because John Goodman can sing, mm -hmm. just not at this part of the movie. Nope. And so when they find him and they go into his dressing room, he shares a dressing room with an ape. Not an ape, a chimp. A psychic chimp. A psychic chimp, yes. Because, you know, it's totally understandable that a chimp has a psychic lounge show and he's going to be replacing the actual lounge singer in, God, this movie. <laughs> to be fair, Ralph was distracted while playing Tiny Bubbles. He had TV next to him and was watching football and he was calling out, Basically, the same thing you would be if you were watching football. Come on, ref. That totally wasn't what was going on, yeah. whatever you say, during football. But he was doing that into the microphone while singing, so I can't imagine how he got fired. Yeah. So then they, you know, they take him out to a meal, which, what was it? Just a burger, or was it a sandwich, or some hot dog, or something? Something like that. Yeah, and, you know, they take him out for this food, and... Then they convince him that he's, you know, royalty. he's royalty. He's the last in the line of the British royalty of the, of the, was it the family of what? Wyndham. 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 The family of Wyndham. And so, I, I do got to say, while they're talking about this, there's, I only saw one thing in, at this point. I, I looked at the background because I love to look at backgrounds in movies, and all I saw was a big sign that said, Prime Rib, $3.99. And all I could think is, I fucking want me, me a $3.99 Prime Rib because that sounds delicious. Are you sure you would trust a Prime Rib that's only $3.99? In Vegas, I just might. You apparently have not had the six for a dollar tacos at, um, okay, what are they called? Del Taco? Thank you. 
Yes, because those things, mmm, healthy. I have. Diarrhea pockets. I definitely have. Anyway, so, I, uh, oh my god, oh yes. So, after they finally convince him that he's the um, British royalty, he they take him into a limo to take him to England to take his pri- private jet. Oh, and he's doing the basic, I'm the king of the world, kind of stick outside of the, um, sunroof of the limo. Outside the sunroof of the limo, but, you know, the... They can afford to film in England and all these, and on location in England and whatnot, but they can't afford to do a quick shot on a strip of him outside of a limo. No, he has to be in front of the, quite possibly one of the worst green screen effects since Superman 4. Tron had better special effects and more believable effects. Original Tron, too. More believable effects than this. It was so poorly done, I almost expected to see the edges of the screen on the in the studio um, lot in the background. Almost. Yeah, and so they make it to they make it to England, and like you said, when they first sh- when he first shows up in, in England, he's in his best howdy. I'm in a misbidden Western American getup with the Green Bay Packer jacket, the hat, and all that. And you know, oh my God. He's just walking stereotypes. At one point, he has to meet with the new king of an African nation. This guy's dark. Okay. You do not talk to him, though, like he's someone from Detroit, which he did. Incredibly racist. Even for that time, well, this was shortly after that movie where the king wore blackface. Well, he comes up. He he comes up, and he's just like, hey, yo, my man, how you doing? And it's like, talking to someone from Africa who might not even speak English, and you're... Oh, my God, dude, come on, really? Ah, cringe. And, of course, as American, they also beat to death the stereotype with him always wanting to eat fast food. There's, of course, the cringing at the typical British fairs, such as bangers and mash and spotted dick. No, let me stop you right there. When the first meal they give to him when he gets to Britain, and he is considered royalty at this point, and they feed him, I don't remember what the first thing was. It was something with a um, some roast or something. No, no, no. It was with it was yeah a roast with the I'm trying to think of the word. Um, oh God, it's a type of it's a British pudding. I can't think of what it's called. Blood pudding. No, no, no. It wasn't blood pudding. It's, um... Either way. Continue. Yeah, anyway. So they, they sit... The first course is this. Then all of a sudden, bangers and mash. And then they, you know, they finish up saying, And you're going to have spotted dick for dessert. Really? You're, you're, you're going to feed a king for, first of all, bangers and mash. Which, don't get me wrong, is fucking delicious. Those two don't know, that's mashed potatoes and sausages. Yeah. I will have bangers and mash for dinner if I could. Yeah. But, you know, and then, you know, spotted dick. Generally, the most well-known in America as being the bread in a can. So, whatever. Maybe they make it authentic. Who knows? Oh, oh yeah. And then you know, right after you know, they get in, they start getting into the you know training training Ralph to be the king and teaching him to be you know uh, walk like a king and whatnot. And so it gets to this point where you know they start doing pratfalls and whatnot. 
and you know he's teaching him how to walk and with his nose up and Ralph falls into a pool into a pool I have to point out right after the moment when he falls into the pool pool they cut away to a point where it's supposed to be a couple of the you know gentlemen te- you know who are teaching him how to you know be a gentleman talking about him but when they cut away and they do an establishing shot from the outside it looks like 70s stock footage Seriously, between this and the green screen, I have a feeling they just cobbled together bits and pieces because they blew the budget on being John Goodman Burger King. Oh my god, and it, it seriously, it looked like it belonged in a 1970s Monty Python sketch. No, because it wasn't funny. Well, you mean the movie. Right, not Monty Python. Right, right, right. That's right. right. And, it, and then, you know, of course, then, you know, you cut to after they do that scene. He's the iconic scene that everyone saw in every single commercial, especially for Burger King. If you remember the Burger King commercials in that day, you know, it showed John Goodman sitting in the tub with his crown on. Back bubble bathtub. Bubble bathtub, yes. And so I also made another little observation. Zagnut must have really wanted to advertise in movies back then. You know, between, you know, Beetlejuice and this movie, they just... I've never heard of Zagnut outside of these two movies. Okay, good. Because I was just thinking, I've never had a Zagnut. Is it good? Am I the one who doesn't know what this is? I think it's kind of like, I could be wrong, but I think it's kind of like a Toffee Crisp bar. Okay. I'm not so sad I don't know what this is now. Yeah. So, and then, let's see. uh, So then from the movie, we go on with the mm -hmm. plot. And someone, of course, does not want Ralph to be king. Oh. Let's... Hold up there. Yeah. Yes. Just had a thought. We haven't discussed the um, whole the whole method of... Well, I mean, you're getting into it right now, but the method of how this guy doesn't want Ralph to be king is to buy, is by him, you know, dating outside of his class. And we haven't... We still haven't talked about how they... The woman they introduced. So, you remember who... You know who this woman is, right? As an actress... I do, but let's first get into the plot before we go into the person. Oh, well, fine. So, the plot. Someone doesn't want Ralph to be king. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that his family would be next in line if it were not for Ralph. So, you know, totally coincidence. Well, Ralph being an American and being such a fine lover of the Vegas arts, meets a girl at a strip club. And she's a nice girl. It turns out to be her first night, whatever. Best thing, though, is... I actually recognized her in another TV show that I was binging a couple years ago and pointed it out. And then when this movie came on, I remembered, hey, that's the person from the other show. Who is she? Friggin' Jackie Tyler, Rose's mom from the Doctor Who new series. That is who plays the love interest from, like, 20-something years ago. Let's not forget who plays the villain of the movie. The villain is played by... uh the war doctor, John Hurt. Yep. So, we have two Doctor Who actors in this movie, and I'm just going, okay, this could work. British ha- Britain has a very shallow pool to pull from, apparently. I would think not, but considering the same person that is in Downton Abbey is also in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, yeah, there's a small pool. Well, Matt Smith's also in that, too, so remember that. Yes, another Doctor Who reference. <laughs> Three for one show! Yay! Yay! So, now that we have the king, 
dating this girl. He's not supposed to because she's not of your class and it's all horrible and evil and blah, 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 blah. This guy is, to suffice to say, he's, for we know, Ralph grew up trailer trash. Not that's a bad thing, but he is not one of the upper crust like they want everybody to believe. Yeah. But for him to date a girl who's probably, you know, who comes from a poor side, who would need like, the country, oh no, that's bad. Even worse is them trying to get photos, I'm sorry, evil villain, Mr. McVillain, trying to get photos of Ralph with the girl so he can publicly humiliate the king because that's going to look good for the country he wants to take over. You know, at this point, I, I, I'll tell you the truth, I completely started just zoning out at the movie. Because it just started going into this really predictable kind of drag of, oh, he loves this girl, but then they want him to be this, you know, greater than he is, and you 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 want him to succeed, but you know he's gonna fail, and how he's gonna fail, and you know it gets to this point where, uh, it it gets to this point where all of a sudden, you see that the that he goes and, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. It gets you. to this point where it's very predictable, and we're not, we're not saying this isn't a predictable movie. It yeah. is. It's just sometimes movies get so predictable, you start making up your own ending in your head, like your Homer Simpson. Oh yeah, and, and you know, like I said, it, it's it like I said, it is predictable. But anyway, it gets to this point where all of a sudden, you know, they want him to marry this Norwegian. No. Uh, Finnish. Finnish. This Finnish princess, and you know they give they give her the comically stereo not stereotypical they give her the com- she's beautiful but they give her this very comical deep voice. She you know there must be something wrong with her of course. Of course she can't just be someone who he doesn't click with. No you know, no no there must be something that makes him and you know the fact that she's completely in you know sexually exhibitionist BDSM. Uh yeah because remember the bed and nails thing. But she, you know, anyway, because she wants him to get caught having sex with him on the desk, remember? Anyway, doesn't matter. It's just a quick, stupid joke that shows how he's not, you know, not, you know, he's not going to fall for her. Him and her just are not compatible. And she, she is not caring about that. Her, her, she was raised as a princess. Mm-hmm. She believed that you married for the good of the country, not for love. Love just yep. comes later if you're lucky. So they have to go and show that these two are not compatible. Yep. But, um, you know, and then there's... Like I said, at this point, it's just like I shut off my brain. You see, he you know, he tries to impress everyone in there by, you know, playing the piano and doing this music. And while he's doing the music, he starts gyrating his hips and shaking his leg and looking like a complete... Making a complete fucking ass of himself. And even in not polite society, the way he's acting, he would be making a complete fucking ass of himself. He was basically the drunk guy on the real world who was there as the fat guy as well for comic relief. That is who he was acting like. Uh, it, it was awful. It was bad. It was it was cringe-inducing. So, it, you know, then, you know, all of a sudden, the Finnish king finds out that he's been, you know, seeing this lower class lady out you know, outside, even though he's never met his daughter before at this point. But 
oh, there's pictures of them together from before, and oh, this is and an awful, horrible thing. And they were just in a park talking. It wasn't even, like, scandalous photos. No. You wouldn't know that she was... Because the whole, the whole way they were selling her being low class was saying she was a stripper, which she had one night, and this picture had no indication that she was. She was yep. dressed respectably. But she, but every time they reference her in the media in this movie, it's former stripper, former stripper, former stripper. It, it makes no sense. It's, and that's something I would expect in America, but not in Britain. Uh, you know, actually, Britain was really high up on tabloids even back in the day, and their tabloid business was really awful. I mean, it. They will show nudity on page five of the uh, the Sun, I think it is. Yeah, but it, I correct me if I'm wrong. Well, and it's not just, you know, the sun. This is what happens when you, you know, let Rupert Murdoch run a newspaper. Um, I mean, we know that. We should know that by now. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway. So, you know, for all its, you know, for all its flaws, it gets to the point where it, get, it gives off this whole little liar-revealed storyline that lasts for about a minute. Seriously, a quick minute. This, this whole scene where, you know, Ralph finds out where... You know, everybody finds out Ralph's staying with the girl, and then Ralph finds out that, oh, we didn't get his part. Villa McVillany tried to pay the girl to get pictures. She gave the money back, but she didn't know he already had pictures by that time. Mm-hmm. Now, Ralph, though, doesn't know this, and so there's, of course, well, you lied to me, you were using me, you know, raised mad at him because he was staying with the girl. And just this, this part went by so quick, possibly because of all the... Little jokes they stuck in earlier, all the extra scenes to show him being stupid American or typical American. Um, how many times do we have to see him trip or something with the crown and jewels? Mm-hmm. Like I said, Pratt, like I said earlier, Pratt falls. Still a constant physical comedy Pratt falls, which can be very good, but the way they're done in this movie, it's just very, eh. Especially when they start to add the sound effects, and it, it, it's like watching an watching one of the later Dorf on Sports videos. Oh, God, my grandparents watched those. Those were bad. I haven't thought of those in years. Thanks. <laughs> However, John Goodman's Ralph does redeem himself. He actually he, he, apologize, he makes a statement to the kingdom through the TV and radio and such. He apologizes for his behavior. He reveals King uh, Sir Douchebag, a.k.a. the War Doctor, for who he is, and he then steps down, assign a new person to be king who actually was in line as well, which we're supposed to know, so shush. But he does step down in a respectful way. As his thanks, he is actually given a... He's named Duke. He's gotten knighted. And he gets his own house in the country with a recording studio so he can annoy people in his own home. Mm-hmm. Where we end the movie with him singing Duke of Earl... While it's shown that he's married, the girl, and they have a child, Ralph the Second. Yep. So, has a cute ending, but every movie had to have a cute ending then because family friendly. Well, not just family friendly. It's like, that was dur- during the era where it was really hard to get a movie that it was just before the mid '90s started coming around where you started getting a lot of the darker movies. Who would actually have a dark ending? As all movies at that point always had to have a happy ending of some kind. You mean Gladiator before Gladiator? No, no, that was Gladiator. It, that was starting before Gladiator when you had movies like The Crow and oh. you know Dark City and stuff like that. Family movies. Yeah, but fa- well, family movies in general always are going to be that way. But even back then, 
even if they weren't family movies, they had to have some cor kind of corny ending. I mean, look at Die Hard. I love Die Hard, but the way Die Hard ended where, you know, everyone's alive and it's a, well, not everyone's alive, but <laughs> Hans Gruber. Gruber is dead. Um, but, you know, all hey. the, all the important, shush, all the important people are dead and, you know, are alive. I mean, shut up. Anyway. Y'all heard me. I said nothing. No, no, you laughed. Anyway. But, I mean, as, as I'm going on, you know, all in all, for the time period this was made, it's not a horrible piece of Drek, but it's okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't watch it again, you know, willingly, but if it was, if there was absolutely nothing else on TV, I'd throw it on and go and start making fun of it. Welcome to the point of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of the movie that I would have seen like 10, 15 years ago. Flipping on TBS, TNT. I don't have cable, so I don't even know what's going on with those channels now. But this would have been the movie I would have seen in between reruns of The Shawshank Redemption. And if there was nothing else on, or if I was like waiting for, say, oh, The Simpsons is on in an hour, we'll throw this on till then. And this is why when I did have cable, it was my TV was always on three channels. Cartoon Network, Comedy Central, and... Come on. You can get it. Wrestling Channel? No, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, okay. Mm. If, yeah. Hey, Nickelodeon back in the day, every now and again would have something really good. Oh, yeah, back in the day. Today, no. No, because, well, one... We'll I, save that for another cast. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be its own thing. Overall, though, a good movie. Good to watch once in a while. Torture your parents with it for making you watch it when you were young if you <laughs> want. Yeah. <gasps> Um, but really, I don't have that much else to say about it. Besides, oh, I do want to say, though, John Goodman does have very good singing. Mm -hmm. I can see why he was cast on Blues Brothers 2000. The movie wasn't good. Singing was. But he did, John Goodman did do good when he sang in this movie. And was one of the highlights of the film. Mm -hmm. It kept things interesting. Um, besides that, I really don't have much to say. Um, oh, I just wrote, I wrote this down. This movie came out in 1991 and was rated PG. So, from back then. Back in the good old days of post-communist Russia? I don't know. Just, just post, yeah. It was just post-communist Russia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because all of a sudden the Berlin Wall came down and let's make shitty movies. Yay! No. We were making shitty movies long before that. <laughs> Gleaming the cube. Hey, hey, hey. That's a good one. And tis the American way. <laughs> oh, fucking whatever you say. Anything else you got for this movie? I think we're good on this movie. Right. Well, if you have any comments about the movie, if, have you seen this movie? Do you remember it? Do you have any suggestions? Please leave us a note over at the blog post at nonoms.net. That's N-O-N-O-M-S.net. And we'll take a look, and maybe we'll address your comments later on. Or if you have a suggestion, please give it to us, or we'll start just talking about real crap, and no one wants that. And do you want to you know, let, any, let them know about the Twitter? Oh, and we do have a Twitter now. It is... I can be found at SMP, stands for Saturday Morning Pajamas, so SMP underscore Jax, so SMP underscore J-A-X. We also have an Instagram, same name, links to both are at the website. You can also go on the website to find a link to our SoundCloud and to iTunes, so you can subscribe. As always, we do have more information, more details about the movies, everything up there. And again, leave us a comment, because we look forward to those. Until next Saturday, we will see you on the couch with your for our Saturday morning pajamas. Bye. Bye.